mission in its progress for God's glory. And these are the three administrative announcements to make. Uh, but I have a very serious prayer request um, that we all have to pray in our personal and family prayers because uh, uh, the Newball College uh, facing a big crisis. Um, there is a big uh, discussion is going on to close down the Newbold College. But however, there is a pressure coming in at least for theology course. That college has to be open. Okay, so uh, the division committee uh, has taken another uh, um, step to uh, consider that uh, request at least nullifying rest of the courses we will implement only uh, theology as it uh, began years back so uh, please pray for the president of that college and the faculties are really disturbed so please pray that newball newball college should be sustained to train many people to preach the gospel at the last days. <clears throat> so that's my uh, announcements and the prayer request. And once again, um, from this Sabbath forward, in the next uh, four Sabbaths, which means this uh, five Sabbaths, we will have a revival meeting on the Book of Joy. The reason for this revival is really solemn. For a couple of months, my heart is really burning. I didn't even speak to people much. I didn't speak people much because I am convicted that God has opened the judgment for our districts. It seems to me, whenever I kneel down for prayer, our congregation come to my mind. That I'm not sure whether my name or one of your names have already on the table of Jesus Christ. And when I shared uh, with uh, one or two elders, and they have advised me to take up a revival meeting so that every person in Chamsworth, in Basildon, in Braintree and in Malden should open their eyes and see their own spiritual life. I'm so scared and convinced as I am an accountable for this congregation in a way that I have to beg you be revived be revived and just check yourself revisit your spiritual life are you stepping down from various aspects of our spiritual life or are we stagnated in one place or are we really progressing, flourishing in a way that even if my name comes upon the table, even when the books are opened, hearing the command of my name, and my judgment should be a good news. The result of the judgment should be positive. And therefore, from, from this Sabbath, five Sabbaths, we will be looking at the book of Joel, which is one of the most important and significant book for the last days. When the revival happened on the day of Pentecost, there was only one book that Peter referred is the book of Joel. And so also at the last days, there will be another book remembered for the latter rain, for the revival, for the reformation. It is not a wholesome church. 
every individual every individual i'm not talking about the family but every individual either children or young people or adults including pastor including leaders everybody should just kneel down and just reflect our spiritual life whether it is on the right track or are we taking some sort of decision on our own self Let's bow our heads for prayer. Oh dear Lord, I sincerely thank you for the privilege to be a servant for this four congregation. Please dear Lord, motivate me, encourage me so that I should not be discouraged on any way. Fill me with your spirit dear Lord, as I'm standing with trembling mind, with burden hearted, as I bring this book to the feet of every members, begging for revival and reformation, please dear Lord, may your mighty spirit touch every souls today. None of them who are here dear Lord, should ignore the call of the Holy Spirit. Oh Father, open the window of heaven now as your servant. Thank you, dear Lord. Open the window. May the Spirit of God over upon every single person, Lord. Let them have the burden that they should not be lost in any way. I see the judgment is upon Chemsworth. I see the judgment is upon Basildon. I see the judgment upon Molden and also Braintree. None of us will be escaped from this judgment, dear Lord. Because we have yes, to Lord. stand before you. Whether it's a pastor or president or even a child, none of them should be excused from the dear Lord. Thank you for the burden that you put in our hearts to be ready to dust up and stand up and shine like a star for the community. Lord, we thank you for a prophet. Joel, speak to us, O Lord. Let us not take it as a comedy. Let us not take it as a joke. But may the five Sabbaths be a turning point in all our lives. Yes, Lord. So that when we hear the word, it is finished. Lord, help us to see ourselves in your side. The days are evil. Not only contaminated with coronavirus, but contaminated with sin and stubbornness, disobedience, stiff-necked. Help us to see on the biblical mirror where I am, how I look like. Thank you, Lord. Speak to us and this is your time. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 July 2020. July 2020. There was a disaster. In some of the countries, in Eastern Africa, in Ethiopia, and in Kenya, and in Somalia, and they say it is the plague of locust. All the green vegetation eaten up by this locust. People were waiting for the harvest. People were waiting for the uh, prosperity. People were waiting to take gain uh, from the uh, investment they put upon their field and crops. But it's all eaten by the locust everywhere. Not even one centimeter left in space. But the locust was completely imbued with all the land. In fact, when I studied it, 
235 hectare acre filled with this locust, eaten up. 30 million people lost their lives without food, not the lives itself, but with poverty, and famine, and starvation. 30 million people, no food, lost their sustenances, loss, 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 everywhere loss. The locust which destroyed the fields in Eastern Africa went to Iran and there also it damaged the cops everywhere and they call it plagues of locust. And when we come to the book of Joel, there is a plague of locust. Let's read Joel chapter 1 was uh, one to three. The word of the Joel, the son of Pethuel, hear this, you elders, and give here all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days? Brothers and sisters, when I read it, literally I'm telling you, tears filled my eyes. The way God was speaking to Joel and saying, Hear this, you elders, and give ear, all you inhabitants of the land. Has anything like this happened in your days? Or even in the days of your fathers? Tell your children about it. Tell your children, tell their children, and their children, other generation. And here Joel is saying, okay, tell your children exactly what is happening here. And let the children tell your grandchildren. And your grandchildren, let them tell their children and the generation what exactly is happening. Because I have never seen, even in my father's days, that these things are happening. What is happening actually? What the message I have to tell my children? What the message my children should tell their grandchildren and what's the message that they have to tell their generation joel 1 12 and 13 joel chapter 1 12 and 13 and it says <coughs> it's again uh, one of the wonderful uh, text i'm not able to see that but let me read from the scripture uh, Joel chapter, uh, uh, sorry, Joel chapter 1, uh, 12 and, and uh, 13. Okay, here it says, the wine has dried up. The wine has dried up and the fig tree has withered. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, all the trees of the field are withered. Surely joy has withered away from the sons of men. What is talking about? All the trees are gone. Apple tree, pomegranate tree, and, and whatever the trees that you are thinking about, it's all gone. And because of all these things, even the happiness, the gladness, the joy has been taken out of God's people. And therefore, verse 13, it says, Gird yourselves and lament, you priest. Well, you who minister before the altar, it's talking to me, about me there. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, you who minister to my God. For the grain offering and the drink offering are withheld from the house of your God. It is a very pathetic situation here in, in the book of Joel. As we saw in the newspaper and the television and the Facebook and all the social media that 
in Kenya, in Somalia, in Ethiopia. About 235,000 hectares of land destroyed by the locust. And here in the book of Joel it says, and they say, listen, is there anything, something like this happened in your father's day? Go tell your children, let the children tell your, their, their children and let their children tell their old generation. I've never seen such things happen. Chumsweat, Basildon, Malden, Brinty, please listen this careful because you know why it happened? And here is the key text that I would like to say. What happened? What happened? Why apple tree is gone? Why pomegranate tree is gone? Why palm tree is gone? Why happiness is taken out? Why I personally for two months did not talk to many members of this church, but burden in my heart. Joel chapter 1 verse 4 to 7. Please patiently and follow me. Joel chapter 1 verse 4 to 7. Here is the plague of locust. What the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. What the swarming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten. And what the crawling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. Awake, you drunkards, and weep and wail, all you drinkers of wine, because of the new wine. For it has been cut off from your mouth. For a nation has come up against my land, strong and without number. His teeth are the teeth of a lion, and he has the fangs of a fierce lion. He has laid waste my wine and ruined my fig tree. He has stripped it bare and thrown it away. The branches are made white. I don't know whether you understood the, the text there. And these four kinds of locusts came and sat in God's tree. Sat, came and sat. Not only sat. Okay, you eat first. Have you finished? Okay, let me start. Whatever you left, I will eat. And okay, right. Have you finished? Yes. Whatever you left, I will eat. Have you finished? Yes. Whatever you left, I will eat. And because all kinds of these four locusts ate everything, the tree became just white without blood and spirit. You know, this tree represents God's people. And Joel, with heavy burden, heartache, is trying to write here in this chapter. The plague of hosts, locusts, is upon God's people. And four kinds of locusts came and ate the tree of God. And it did not leave leaves. It did not leave flowers. It did not leave vegetable he did not leave fruits he did not leave anything the whole tree became white so as i was thinking in this first uh, revival meeting today i would like to very briefly give what are those four locusts in the context of the prophecies before joel in the perspective of the other minor prophets, what actually is eating up the people of Israel even today? Today I submit this message. He who's an ear, let him hear what the Holy Spirit speaks to you. Locust number one. Locust number one. And just before that, I would like to say in prophecy what locust represents. What locust represents. Revelation chapter 9. I don't have time to read and explain all those things. You all know about the book of Revelation. When you come to Revelation 9th chapter, 
When you read verse 3, verse 11, and it says, Locust represents demons. Locust represents demons. So there are four kinds of demons are trying to destroy Chumsworth, trying to destroy Basildon, trying to destroy Braintree, trying to destroy Molden. And in the context of the book of Joel, it says these locusts did not leave anything in the tree. In fact, it ate all of it and left the tree white. And because of that, the joy has taken out. The offering has been nullified. And it left as white tree. No blood, no nerves, nothing, no spirit. Just about to die, the tree is standing. What are those three, I mean four? Locust. Number one. Number one. What is the first locust? Number one, it is the ignorance of unity in the church. There is a demon trying to blind our eyes to see. There is a disunity in the church. The church that we worship, the, 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 the church that we fellowship together. And this locust is eating, my dear brothers and sisters. Ignorance of unity. We don't know. The locust is eating us because of disunity. We think everything is going good. I don't care about it. Whatsoever past is their elders are the let them sort it out. I don't care about it. But remember, your church, God's church, is eaten up by the locust of disunity. It is not simply a disease or illness, but it is a plague. It is a plague. Let me read a text from Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 to uh, 5. It says, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded. Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition. I want to fall down prostrate before the feet of Jesus Christ to say thank you for such verses that God is reminding at the last day, revive my brothers and sisters. See, don't be ignorant of this disunity. Open our eyes and see what God is asking us. We have to fulfill the joy of God by being like-minded. In all these four churches, in all our lives and family, nothing should be done by selfish motive. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. I'll give you one testimony, then I will go. In order to understand, unity is very, very important at the moment among our congregation. We think everything is good. We think everything is good. But you don't understand, the locust is slowly coming in the hearts of people, eating their unity in the hearts of people. Sixteen sixty-five was a dark days for London. Plague, and they call it Great Plague of London. Seventy-five thousand people died in few months. The dead bodies were piled up in corners not knowing where to bury because people respected other lives but 
people after people after people dying in 1665 in a great plague of London. Hundred thousands of people eventually died. In fact, one quarter of population died in London. But there is a small village called Yam. Yam. Yiwayam. The play came. And the village pastor, William Mopson, that pastor said, listen, if there is any time that we have to be united, this is the time. So let's eradicate this plague. Don't come out. Stay inside until you hear the plague is gone. Until you hear. And everybody said, okay, reverend. Okay, priest. Okay, pastor. We will never come out. We will be united. Although we are separated, but still in heart, in mind, in prayer, we all will be united. And in the village of Iam, nobody came out for days. They cooperated, they were united, as this pastor said, and everybody stayed home. In fact, among these 100,000 people who died in the Great Plague in 1665 to 1666. Yam is the only place where they did not experience many deaths. And because of unity, when the message was passed, the whole village people, regardless of personal opinions, regardless of personal uh, understanding, regardless of whether they liked it or not, but when the message was proclaimed, everybody took the message so serious and understood and unitedly accepted and agreed and they stayed where they were supposed to stay and saved their lives. Brothers and sisters, I don't know whether you open the eyes and see, there is a locust eating up quietly, gently, and that locust is ignorance of unity. Number two, number two, what is the second locust? What the chewing locust left, the second locust is eating. What the disunity left, and there is another locust, and that's called swarming locust. What do you mean by swarming locust? It is ignorance of commitment. Brothers and sisters, we need revival. If you miss this time, I don't think you will have the revival again, maybe for traditional sake, maybe as one of the yearly routine revival meeting. But I'm begging you in the name of Jesus, take this for granted. Plague is at our door. I'm speaking from the depth of my heart. When I'm transferred from the church, People don't care about it, but still I carry the burden that judgment is knocking at everybody's door in this four congregation through locust. And therefore, there should be a true revival in everybody's soul and heart. And that is not only ignorance of unity, but also ignorance of commitment. People are ignoring the commitment. I see all the elders of our four congregation begging and preaching, taking devotion about the revival. I don't know how many of you are taking serious about it. Locust is eating. What is the second locust? It is the ignorance of commitment. It is ignorance of commitment. Let me read from Galatians chapter uh, uh, 6 verse 9. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. <coughs> it's talking about the plague or the ignorance of commitment. It says, <coughs> verse 9, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in the due season we shall reap good, and we, sorry, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Ignorance of commitment. 
please don't give up what the Lord has set upon your head. There is a locust which is called the ignorance of commitment. Many people think, oh, it is hard. Criticism, gossip, I don't want it. I don't want any commitment. Fantastic. Nobody can force anybody. But there is God in heaven. If he would have thought carrying the cross is burden for me, he was not paid. It was purely a voluntary job for Jesus Christ to carry the cross. They spit on his face while dogs were around. Nails were driven. But still, he took it because it is the commitment, the duty of the Father. Brothers and sisters, if you are committed for something, praise the Lord for it. Because God has chosen you as a tool to finish the task of Jesus Christ on this earth. If your name comes in the nominating committee, you say, praise the Lord, you have considered my name. Regardless of any responsibility. Because the second locust is eating our church, eating our spiritual life, eating the trees, leaving it white. And that is the ignorance of commitment. Margaret Stewart, husband and wife from Australia, from Australia wanted to preach the gospel in Bangladesh. They came from Australia. When they took flight from Australia, Melbourne, they dressed like Muslim. You can just read in any article about Margaret and Stuart, who were missionaries to Bangladesh from Australia. For six years, they pretended as Muslims. When they prayed, they also prayed. When they read Quran, they also read Quran. When they celebrated Ramadan, they also celebrated Ramadan. But after six years, after six years, hundreds of friends came to him. Hundreds of people, they, 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 they kept quiet because the commitment is great. They knew something was going wrong. They understood that the track is really moving away. But still, they were patiently waiting for the progress and the, and, and, and the intervention of the Holy Spirit. After six years, let me make my testimony short. After six years, there were hundreds of Christians were baptized by these two people. Because first they committed themselves into this very difficult task. But after six years, six years, people in Bangladesh did not say no for their evangelism. And today, there are many churches established and hundreds of Christians are there because of this husband and wife, Margaret and Stuart, commitment. Ignorance of unity. Ignorance of commitment. And third one, third one, ignorance of church condition. Brothers and sisters, just, just think about it. What is the condition of our church? And that is the third locust. Chewing locust ate and left swarming locust ate and left now crawling locust what is this crawling locust people don't want to think about the condition of our church i counted in chumsworth i'm sorry to uh, take chumsworth church for a minute in the sabbath school lesson we have more than 100 in the book the church is full, but when I see that only 18 people have joined for Sabbath school lesson at 10.45 and about five have opened the video. I'm just trying to see 
the condition of our church. Because many people don't want to see the condition, whether the churches are in hospital, intensive care, or about to die. What is the condition of our church? Why there is disunity? Why there is a lack of commitment? Why there are people are not coming in front to do God's work? Why, why, why? If you don't see the condition of our church one day, I'll be preaching only to pews and benches. Because it is our duty we should demand us to see what is the condition of our church. What is the condition of our sermon? What is the situation of our Sabbath school? What is the situation of our evangelism? What is the situation of the community service today here in our churches? Four locust. Locust number one, ignorance of unity. Locust number two, ignorance of commitment. Locust number three, ignorance of seeing the church condition. What is the condition? Locusts are eating the trees. We don't see that. We just ignore it. We oversee it. And the day will come. The tree will be like white. Because locust doesn't bother about it. It eats every single thing. Joseph Bates. You all know about it. Joseph Bates. Who this man in the 18th century? Joseph Bates is considered as one of our uh, pioneers. Was one of them who really formulated the Seventh-day Adventist Church in 1863. Very important figure among our pioneers. Do you know his pet names that Seventh-day Adventist Church gave him? He's the Apostle of the Sabbath. Apostle of the Sabbath. And he also wrote a book uh, called uh, The Seventh Day Sabbath of a Perpetual Sign. The Seventh Day Sabbath of a Perpetual Sign. He wrote a book about the Sabbath. And in fact, he was earning very big salary which we can compare today. But when, we, when he saw the condition of the church in 1860 forward, why people, why our church called him as the apostle of the Sabbath? Why he is writing about the seventh-day Sabbath, a perpetual sign? He saw the condition. And you know what he did? He sold his property. He wrote the pension to Seventh-day Adventist account. He had just a hat and he was begging money to print the present truth script. And God saw that and he gave the Sabbath truth to proclaim for you and me today. Joseph Bates. Many of our pioneers, even some of our members in the church, really crying because of the condition of our church. Four locusts eating up God's tree while God is still alive. While God is still alive, while the prophecies are still inactive, while still the message is there. But in spite of all this in the presence of God, these locusts are eating the trees of God. And the last one, which I want to very briefly say and finish this discourse. The ignorance of sin. The fourth locust is called ignorance of sin. Okay, Malachi chapter 2 verse uh, 17 i would like to read malachi chapter uh, 2 verse uh, 17 it says <clears throat> you have wearied the lord with your words yet you say in what way 
we have buried him in that you say okay please listen to this word so i read it on the screen everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the lord and he delights in them or where is the god of justice in other words people are thinking that sin is not sin sin is not sin it's okay people commit sin but they don't see it as a sin this is the most venomous locust among four because this is the locust will supervise the whole tree and eat whatever is left and make the tree white and dead i don't have to worry to say that some of us don't see sin as sin they think we can have mercy we can pass through the judgment not even realizing that sin is sin the commandments of god is not much important in our life because commandments of god will teach us what is sin and what is not sin and people are not ready to distinguish between sin and righteousness that's why we need revival of the true godliness in our lives we have to see we should be able to distinguish what i am doing sin or not the irresistible sin the unpardonable sin is nothing but seeing sin is not sin committing adultery today's sake it is not sin for many people committing fornication sex before marriage is not seen nowadays it's all trend the fourth locust is very venomous because it is ignorance of sin i am saying with burden hearted but i'm filled with the holy spirit ignorance of sin the next uh, four sabbaths we will be seeing and because of this ignorance of sin what did god stop from the temple why joel was crying why there was outpouring of the holy spirit is just because that we should open our eyes and see what is sin and what is not sin what is unity what is disunity what is commitment and what is not commitment and what is the condition of the church and what is not the condition of the church because brothers and sisters i am in the name of jesus warning you our trees are being eaten up eaten up there should be a revival towards the church unity there should be a revival towards church commitment and there should be a revival towards reformation and there should be a revival towards discernment may the lord bless you i just begin this revival i would like to introduce this special true godly revival in our families in our individual spiritual lives remember there are four kinds of locust eating the trees of god let's save the tree let's save our people god bless you amen Good afternoon everyone. For our closing hymn, let us turn in our hymn book to number 524. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Let's sing together. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Just 
us to know that saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I proved him all and all. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust his cleansing blood, just in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I proved him more and all. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Yes, it is sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease, just from Jesus simply taking life and rest and joy and peace. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. I'm so glad I learned to trust thee, Precious Jesus, Saviour, friend, and I know that Thou art with me, will be with me till the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I proved Him more and all. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him more. Amen. Amen. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob defend you. May God send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purposes today and forevermore. Amen. We thank you for this being with us this uh, divine hour. We thank all of you for who have taken part, all the Sabbath school participants, all the divine service participants. And we thank you, Pastor, especially for this wonderful message to us today. We pray that today and the weeks to come that we will truly experience a true revival in our hearts. Uh, we thank you now and uh, wish you a blessed Sabbath day. With remaining, remember to join us at 3.30 this afternoon for the uh, Bible study with Pastor. Enjoy your lunch and we'll see you soon.
Hello, Carol. Yeah, yeah. 